We are glad that you joined us today. God wants to do so much for you and through you, and we want to hear about it. If you've been impacted by Fuel Church, share your story with us by emailing mystory at thefuelchurch.com. And to learn more about our worship experiences, visit our website at www.thefuelchurch.com. Thanks again for joining us. We hope you enjoyed today's message. Uh, If you have your Bibles, I want you to go to the book of Acts chapter number 17. The book of Acts chapter number 17, if we want to call it by its full name, it is the Acts of the Holy Spirit through the Apostles. That's the the full uh, uh, movie title of the book of Acts, the Acts of the Holy Spirit through the Apostles, chapter number 17. I'm going to read nine verses in your hearing, and then we are just going to go on a ride. This is your second uh, anniversary, and I have to give you some calibration as to why uh, God wanted the expression of fuel church in this region right now. There, there's an assignment that you all have, and I'm going to give it to you, uh, and you'll find it in this passage. Then we're just going to give you uh, the the notes that you need to go out and actually do it. Now, let me say this before I start. Uh, uh, How many nerds do we have in the building? If you're a nerd, come on, don't be, you should be proud if you're a nerd. Okay. Okay. If you raised your hand and you know you're a nerd, you're awesome. If you didn't raise your hand, you should have because nerds rule the world. Okay. And if you didn't raise your hand, you work for a nerd. The device that most of you all would take notes on was built by nerds. They run your life. You should become one. Here's all, I, here's all I'm trying to say with all that. Take notes on this message, okay? And I know you're probably going to like, no, I don't need to take notes. I've got a great memory. Take notes anyway, okay? Uh, I think these notes, uh, and, and, and I'll make them very simple for you, but I, but I think these notes will be something that if you practically apply them to your life, it will revolutionize how you walk out of here as a believer in Jesus Christ, okay? So, Acts chapter number 17, everybody has that, say amen. amen. I'm reading from the New Living Translation from the Bible. Uh, whatever version you have uh, it will probably suffice. Here's what it says. Uh, Paul and Silas then traveled through the towns of Amphipolis and Apollonia, not the singer, um, and came to Thessalonica where there was a Jewish synagogue. As was Paul's custom, he went to the synagogue service and for three Sabbaths in a row, he used the scriptures to reason with the people. He explained the prophecies and proved that the Messiah must suffer and rise from the dead. He said, this Jesus I'm telling you about is the Messiah. Some of the Jews who listened were persuaded and joined Paul and Silas, along with many God-fearing Greek men and quite a few prominent women. But some of the Jews were jealous. So they gathered some troublemakers from the marketplace to form a mob and start a riot. They attacked the home of Jason. Now, it's just uh, Jason. That's just great. There's a dude in the Bible named Jason. Like after all of these like Hebrew names and Yeshua and you got just Jason is just in there. That's just fantastic. It could have been Tyrone. It could have been Chris. Jason's in the Bible. That's fantastic. Uh, they, They went to the home of Jason searching for Paul and Silas so they could drag them out to the crowd. Not finding them there. They dragged out Jason. He didn't even do nothing. They dragged out Jason and some of the other believers instead and took them before the city council. Paul and Silas have caused trouble all over the world. They shouted. That's why I had to shout. 
And now they are here disturbing our city too. And Jason has welcomed them into this home. They are all guilty of treason against Caesar for they profess allegiance to another king named Jesus. The people of the city as well as the city council were thrown into turmoil by these reports. So the officials forced Jason and the other believers to post bond. They didn't even do nothing. And then they released them. I want you to pay close attention to uh, the sixth verse. Not finding them there, they dragged out Jason and some of the other believers instead and took them before the city council. Paul and Silas have caused trouble all over the world. They shouted. And now they're here disturbing our city too. So it's my assignment uh, to teach from this subject. I'm going to need your help. Uh, Put your finger in the air real high, okay? And then I want you to come down and say, here, okay? Again, real loud, here. One more time, real loud, here. One more time so the baby nursery people can hear you. Here, okay. Here, Kokomo, Phil Church, we upset the world. From here, for this region, the reason why God's called this church is to upset the world around you. Bow your heads, let's pray. God, thank you for upsetting us. Amen. It's the end of the prayer. It's fantastic. Acts chapter number 17 We are 17 chapters into the Holy Spirit's dispensation. Jesus has died on the cross. He's risen from the dead. And one thing we don't like to talk about a lot, because I think trying to just get people to believe in a virgin birth and a resurrected man, is the fact that he got on the cloud and flew away. Acts chapter number two hits, people get filled with the Holy Spirit. The boldness to preach Jesus comes upon them, and we are off to the races. It doesn't just stay in Jerusalem, it starts to uh, spread outside these cities and territories. It gets a hold of Paul, we'll talk about that in a moment. And we see the Holy Spirit through these regular men and women do extraordinary things through them. And it starts causing a lot of commotion around every city that they go to. There's some definitions that I need you to have because I'm a wordsmith and I just love definitions. Uh, The word upset by definition means to overturn, to destroy the power of, overthrow, defeat, or vanquish. To disturb or derange completely, put out of order, throw into disorder, to upset a system, to upset a mechanism, to upset an apartment. To defeat or overthrow an opponent that is considered more formidable, as in war, politics, or sports. Here's what I want you to think about. When you think about the word upset, we're not talking about making somebody mad. We're talking about the type of upset that overturns people's lives. We're talking about the type of upsetting that that causes them to walk away a different person than the one you came into contact with. This is what happened with Jesus for his whole earthly ministry. And this is what happens anytime the Holy Spirit gets to bring people to Jesus for the rest of our lives. 
There's this upsetting that takes place. And in order for us to upset the world, we need three things. This is when all the nerds get happy because you get to take notes right here. Um, uh, Point number one, I want you to write this down. In order to upset the world, point number one, you need to be upset first. In order for you to upset the world, you need to be upset first. Here's the scripture references I want you to have, and I want you to go back uh, and read this. It's delicious, okay? Acts chapter number 9, verses 1 through 22. This is the narrative, the story of how Saul comes into a relationship with Jesus Christ. What is interesting about this narrative is that uh, Jesus comes after a man that hated Christians. He was prosecuting them. He wanted them actually locked up. Here's what I want to let you know. There was no difference between Paul and a modern day terrorist. Like the attacks that just happened in London. This yesterday or last week. He was no different because he wanted anyone that proclaimed Jesus Christ as Lord locked up. And if he got to try them in court, he wanted them killed. As he is walking to a different city, uh, 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 traveling to a different city, rather, to uh, 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 find more people that did not uh, that that did believe in Jesus, that he did not want them to believe in Jesus. uh, He comes into contact with Jesus Christ himself. Here's what I love about Jesus. Jesus loves haters. Like, I don't know if you know that, but Jesus actually loves the people you hate. Like, like when you pray, you want Jesus to like go and like do a lightning bolt to him. Like your prayers, like, hey, I'm praying for you. But it's like the prayers from Psalms, like Jesus break their teeth. Stone all my enemies, Lord. And then because you put in Jesus name at the end, you think it's like a holy prayer. No, no. God actually loves the people you hate. And I love that about God. I love that God doesn't just go after people that are like nice. He actually goes after people that are like really dark and evil. And he's going after Saul and he he stands in front of Saul on his way to Damascus and says, Saul, hey, why are you why are you kicking against the pricks? He goes, I don't know if you know this, but you're not mad at them. You're mad at me. Saul goes blind. Saul goes blind. He goes into a house, and then God stirs the heart of a man named Ananias. You got to read this story later on. It's your homework. It's beautiful. This guy named Ananias, I don't know what he's doing. I think he's like walking, washing dishes or doing something in his house. And the Holy Spirit's like, hey, I need you to go down to this house and ask for a guy named Saul. He's there. He's been there for three days, and he's blind. And he's like, are you sure he's blind? Is that the same guy that's like trying to kill people? Because I'd rather just stay in my house. But if he's blind, I guess I have an advantage. I'll go. He can't see me, right? He can't see me. He goes into the house. He says, hey, Saul, the Holy Spirit led me here. Saul gives his life to Jesus Christ. And in an instant, like not two years later after Bible school, not after a four-year degree at a seminary, in an instant, he starts preaching Jesus and people start getting saved. Now, 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 here's the note you need to take is that uh, there's two category of people 
Uh, I've boiled this down from Old Testament to New Testament. Anytime God's interacting with somebody, here's what he's trying to free people from. Number one is a Saul type person, and that's the spirit of religion. Saul thought that he was actually doing God a favor, trying to block people from meeting Jesus. All he was really doing is trapping them in his religious context that brought them to the doorstep, but didn't let them in the door who is Jesus Christ. He says, you have to get out of my way. I really don't like when you're religious to the point that it hinders people from seeing me. Here's the second type of person he likes to upset, the independent person. And for this passage of homework, I want you to write down, read it later at your leisure because it's beautiful. It's Luke chapter number five, verses one through 11. Let me give you uh, a summation of it. Luke chapter number five, uh, one through 11 is the story of Jesus asking to use Peter's boat to preach in. Pushes back a little bit. He preaches this great sermon. And afterwards, uh, he asked Peter and the other fishermen that were with him, hey, let's go out for a catch. Here's what's interesting about this. Peter had been washing his nets, and that's why he would allow Jesus to use his boat in the, in the uh, early morning time uh, because he was done with it for the night. These fishermen fished at night for a reason. The fish couldn't see the nets. They would push off a little bit into the water. They stayed in the shallow because the fish would come up to the shallow part of the, the water, and they would put the net out, and because the fish can't see the net, They would catch something. They didn't catch anything this night, and this was a fisherman. Sometimes you have a good day. Sometimes you have a bad day. This was the nature of what they're doing. Here comes Jesus, and he goes, hey, I'm done with my sermon. Why don't we go out to catch some fish? And they're like, oh, you're cute, rabbi. How about you do the teaching? We'll do the fishing. Okay, we good? All right. I don't get in your business. You don't get in mine. Not understanding that if you give your life to Jesus Christ, your business is his business. Your ministry is his ministry. Your family is his family. So he goes, no, no, no. Let's go out right now into the deep. Okay, this guy clearly doesn't know how to fish. We fish at night in the shallow. You want to go in the daytime in the deep. The fish don't go that way at this time of day. But okay. If you say so. Anybody ever did that with Jesus? I have no idea what you're telling me to do. But if you say so, I guess. You're going to be wrong, though. I'm just saying. But since you want to do it, let's just go. It's an independent spirit. He loves to come after people that have religious spirits, and he loves coming after people that have an independent spirit. I like to do this without you. I'll call you if I need you. They go out into the deep. And I know the whole time they're like. You're going to learn today. I promise you, you're going to learn today. And they go out there. They throw the fish. They throw the net out. And they're like. He don't don't know how to. He don't know how to eat it. He don't know. Watch it. It ain't going to work. I mean, I did it, Lord. I guess I, I did it, but it ain't going to work. I started tithing, but it ain't going to work. I'm just trying to tell you. I need that money, but you telling me to get 10%, I guess, but it ain't going to work. I'm just going to wait right here. I'm going to wait right here. 
till I get this final bill notice, and you're going to find out that this tithing don't work. I needed that money. Pay my car note. But you're going to learn. You're going to learn. And here's what happened. All the fish. In the daytime. There's nothing that looks natural at the surface. It's a net. Nemo turns around. Calls everybody. And they all... They all come into the net. So many fish, the boat starts dipping in. They get so concerned, the net is about to break. They have to call their friends. It makes no sense. Do you want to know how this section of the scripture ends? With Peter crying. Scripture says, with loving kindness have I drawn thee. God doesn't have to do anything bad to get your attention. He can bless you so good, it'll jack your whole life up. They didn't make any money the night before. Here it is a few hours later. There's so many fish in the boat. Here's Peter's response. <laughs> I don't deserve it. Mm-mm, it's not kind. I don't. I'm a sinner. I don't deserve this. See, a lot of people are waiting for God to do something bad. Well, God blocked this and he finally got my attention. No. No, that was your consequence. God's loving kindness leads people to repentance. He blessed his business so good. The only thing he could do is like, my bad, I was wrong. I'm now fouling you wherever you want to go. In order to upset the world, you have to be upset first. You won't upset others unless you've had your world overturned first. How does Jesus look on you? I can tell somebody that's really had their life upset or when somebody's just going through the motions. Because if your life's been overturned, you don't act the same. You don't talk the same. I didn't say you had it all together. I mean, there is a tangible, visible evidence that you've had an encounter with Jesus Christ. Those are the type of people that upset the world. So that's point number one. Point number two, write this down. See, I told you to take notes. It's good stuff. Point number two, uh, get used to upsetting people. If you've had your life upset, then you have to get used to upsetting people. There's this great scripture in Acts chapter number 10 that I'll read for you quickly. Uh, Verse number 38, it says this. And you know that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. Then, 
I want you to see the order of this. Jesus went around doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil for God was with him. Now, I'm a very sequential person. If you talk to me, you ask me about my life, I will give it to you in sequential order. June 26th, 1975, 8.26 p.m. on a Thursday, I came. I start there if you ask me. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm a chronological person. I like stuff to be in order. And here's what I found out about Jesus that was just absolutely rock star. You know the best way he upset people? It wasn't by healing people. And it wasn't by healing everybody that was oppressed by demons. He did that kind of stuff. But if you read it in order, he went around doing good and healing all those that were oppressed by demons. Do you know the greatest way to upset a whole generation of people? Be nice. I'm glad you can grow a leg back. I'm glad you can dry up cancer. I'm glad you can speak in tongues. I'm glad you can prophesy about what's going to happen next, th- next Thursday. I'm glad you have a word of knowledge of what I did last summer. I'm glad. But you know the most transformative work you could do on a day-to-day basis to let me know Jesus on the inside of you? Be nice! He went around doing good. Let me give you an example. The very first miracle is at a wedding. That's just nice. You show up to your cousin's wedding. You're like, oh, man, this is great. And they're like, oh, man, they ran out of wine. He was like, no, they didn't. Turn up. And it tasted better than anything they could have went and got from the liquor store. It's amazing. This is a nice guy. Dude just showed up and gave us more wine. This, is, dude, this dude is brilliant. I'll follow his ministry anywhere. He hadn't opened up any blind eyes. He didn't heal the dead. He just showed up to a wedding and did something nice. You got to get used to upsetting people. Here's two instances that I want to give you in a couple of points. Matthew chapter number eight, verses 28 uh, through 34. This uh, narrative, guys got to go home and read this stuff. It's in your Bible. It's absolutely amazing. Jesus, this is fun. Jesus uh, had just come across a lake. There was a storm on the lake, okay? The disciples are panicking. Because ah! that's what you do when you panic. <laughs> They're panicking. He's asleep. He wakes up. You don't have any faith. Y'all calm down. But he's not talking to people. He's talking to elements. He's Jesus. Um, and you would think, oh, my goodness, that was such a, oh, that was just tough. We've survived the lake. They get to the shore, and I don't know where this cemetery is. Uh, that's by a beach. I don't know who needs those two things together. But wherever they dock, they walk off the boat, and there's a naked man running crazy through a cemetery. That's where Jesus decides to dock after his disciples thought they were going to die on a lake. So they go from Crazy lake scenario to naked demon scenario. There's a price following Jesus. You never know what's going to happen. 
They didn't sign up for the small group package once a week. They decided to walk with the dude every single day. They get off the boat. Here's this guy. Okay. The demons see Jesus and they're like, and, and they're like oh my goodness, it's you. Have you, it's not even time yet. What are you doing here? He's like, shut up. I asked the questions here. Who are you? We're legion. Yeah. And they're like, okay, okay, we know we got to leave. This is real authority. He'd have to get in the EVOO. That's extra virgin olive oil. He'd have to start slanging. I rebuke you, Satan. Because when you have authority, the, the less you have to yell. The more authority you have, the less you have to yell. They go, uh, can we go into the pigs? And uh, he's like, yeah, you can go into the pigs. They go into the pigs. The pigs go into the same lake that was crazy. <laughs> and they drowned. This man is clothed in his right mind. He just upset the entire landscape of Gadara. People start running around. You got to kind of come see that naked man that was running crazy. He's not, he's not crazy anymore. He's in his right mind. They all come and see him. They're like, oh, my goodness, Billy is okay. First of all, Billy has on clothes. This is an improvement. And he's, he's now legally sane. This is awesome. And then they said this. Please leave Jesus. Wait a minute. You just had a breakthrough that you've never had before. But you want him to leave? Which brings me to this sub point in number two. Uh, some people don't want to be upset. doesn't matter what kind of breakthrough they get. They, they don't want to be upset. They weren't happy about the man. They were grieving over their pigs. This was clearly a Gentile territory. This wouldn't be a Jewish territory. This is a Gentile territory. And the pork industry just went down. They were like, you, that, that's money that just went into that lake, bruh. Are you going to leave us a check? Or I mean, we're happy Billy feels better. But I mean, who's going to pay for these pork chops? Because nobody wants marinated, get it in the water, never never, never mind. Okay, never mind. Um, At least y'all are with me. Some people don't want to be upset. I'll give you another instance where some people do want to be upset. It's John chapter number four. This is one of my favorites. John chapter number four, verses one through 30. I know I'm giving you a lot of references to write down, but if you go back and read it, it is right there in front of you. It's like a movie. The Bible is the best movie ever. You want drama? Read this book. You can turn off Scandal and every other Netflix thing you're trying to binge watch. Binge watch this book. You'll be like, I did not know all of that was in there. It's in there. John chapter number four, Jesus decides he needs to go through a place called Samaria. No, he didn't. He was a Jewish man. They had a route all the way around Samaria because Jews and Samaritans didn't get along. He decides, I need to go over here. He goes broad daylight around between 11 and 2 o'clock in the afternoon, sits at a well waiting for this random woman who was on like her sixth relationship. Okay? If she had a Facebook account, it would have said complicated. Every time you got an update from her, it would have been a different man with the word complicated. He goes over there and he just sits there. He waits for this woman. He starts encountering this woman. He starts talking to her about water first, then the spiritual second, 
then relationship third, and she goes, I think you're a prophet. And then she realizes you're more than just a prophet. I think you are the son of God. She bolts to her hometown, tells everybody. Everybody comes out and a bunch of people come to Jesus that day. All because he decided to talk to one woman. Why? Because some people want to be upset. Here's the thing that I want to tell you. If Fuel Church is going to turn this area upside down with the love and the message of Jesus Christ, here's what you have to understand. Some people will like it and some people won't. And that's not your concern. Your assignment is to upset. It's not your assignment to make sure they receive. Let me give you a perfect example. My, my best friend, Corey, and I, uh, uh, we've been doing this for a long, long time. We, we love to, to just bless people just spontaneously. We just look for opportunities to just ruin people's day in, in a great way uh, 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 with, with, with the love of Jesus Christ. We've been doing this for a long time. Well, one day I was in California. I was in California, and I was in a very well-to-do neighborhood. Uh, and, and let me tell you, some of the hardest people to bless are wealthy people, okay? You, they don't even know how much pride they have. And, and, so, and so, you know, we're at the cash register, and uh, I, I've, I've got it down to a science. I can bless people at a checkout line. I'm anointed to do it at this point. And so, and so I got my groceries, boop, 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 boop. And, uh, and what I do is, after I, you know, I stick my card in and do my thing, then I go over to the corner while the other person's doing their thing, and uh, I'll just, like, 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 I'm looking at the receipt, like, really hard. Like, I bought four things, but I'm like, I don't understand. What is all this? I don't. This is amazing. I've got four things here. Boop, 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 boop. They're scanning all this stuff. And as soon as they get ready to pay, I step back over, stick my card in. Because once I do that, you're done. Like, the internet has taken over, and there's nothing you can do about it, Okay. The chip has gone out into the digital space, okay? Put it in there, and they're like, what are you doing? That's always the question. What are you doing? Excuse me, sir. What are you doing? And I was like, hey, gotcha. Just rocked your world. boo yow. Okay? They're like, why did you do that? I was like, hey, it's a random Tuesday. I just felt like blessing you today. Do you know what this woman looked back at me and said? With so much acidity that a lemon would be jealous. She said, I didn't need you to do that. And I said, yeah, yeah, I know. That's why it's called a blessing because you didn't ask for it. So you kind of still got it. Most people would call that a blessing. She was like, I don't need that. You could have given that to somebody that really needed it because I don't need it. And under my breath, I was kind of like, clearly you do. I said that under my breath. You have to. I don't want to be petty on blessing day. So um, so I, I looked back at her and I said, are we really about to argue? About the fact that I just bought your groceries? She was like, well, thank you. I got my bag. I walked out the door. And I immediately looked up. I was like, hey, man. That's not usually supposed to go like that. I don't feel. 
that don't, I don't feel like that was, that wasn't appropriate. Jesus, I don't want to bless her ever again. <laughs> to which he responds, how do you think I feel? My son went to a cross off of a maybe that whosoever would, should, could, not will. Some people appreciate it. Some people don't. It's not our assignment to legislate their response. It's our assignment to be obedient to his command. Point number three. Point number three, write this down. Get others to upset. Point number one, you must be upset first. Point number two, get used to upsetting people. Point number three, get others to upset as well. Here is what it says in Matthew. This is our great commission. This is our mandate. Matthew chapter number 28 says this, starting at the 16th through the 20th verse. Then the 11 disciples left for Galilee, going to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshiped him, but some of them doubted. Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son of the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Last one is in Timothy chapter number two, verse number two. Second Timothy two, two says this. You have heard me teach these things that I have confirmed by many reliable witnesses. Now teach these truths to other trustworthy people who will be able to pass them on to others. Listen, if you've been upset, you will upset. And once you get good at it, teach others to do the same thing. Here's the most extravagant gift I could give you at two years old. It's to declare that you've been given an anointing to upset somebody. And I don't care if you're loud like I am or as quiet as a librarian. Whether you're a nerdy personality or an eclectic personality or a engineering mind or a very creative mind. Whatever your personality, God wants to upset somebody through you. If you're loud, you'll win all the loud people to Jesus. Hey, come to Jesus. And they'll be like, "Woo!" All my loud people said, amen. Here's how all my quiet people win people to Jesus. Hey, you know, I was just reading. And there was something that touched me. And I just wanted to share it with you. And here's your quiet friend. (laughs) You're right. I needed to hear that. Do you want to go to Fuel Church with me on Sunday? Yeah. And you'll win all the quiet people to Jesus. 
If you're a nerd, you'll just win all the nerds to Jesus. Hey, there's a new 12 megapixel camera that's coming out. It's so awesome. Has HDMI cords and ports and all kinds of stuff. And you'll just, all the nerds will be like, amen. (laughs) How many terabytes does it have? No matter your personality, you can't get away from this mandate. (laughs) This mandate fits all personalities. And the reason why it does is because it takes all types to reach all types. All right, so let's do it. Fingers back up in the air. Here. 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 We upset the world. From here. Like, y'all have the perfect location to really upset a lot of people. Like, like if you can't evangelize this church, you're just lazy. It's off a of main street. On, it's like, there's a Walgreens across the street. Is that a Walgreens? Is it, like, you could just say, it's across the street from the Walgreens. You know what that gas station is? Across the street from there, that's where our church is. I'll pick you up. Better yet, you could probably win them to Jesus before they even get here. By the time they get here, they can go, oh, you. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? What is the Holy Spirit saying to you through this message? I promise you, he's speaking to and identifying something on the inside of you that he's ready to unleash on the world. No matter what age or stage you find yourself in on this day, God wants to use you to upset the world. Hey, thanks for listening today. And maybe you're out there and maybe you feel far from God today. Maybe life has thrown you a curveball. You've taken some wrong turns. You've messed up. I'm here to tell you about God's love for your life. You know, it's real and it's for you. And, and no matter what you've done, no matter where you've gone, God is there. His love is unconditional. And, and the Bible says that if you just confess with your mouth, believe in your heart, you're saved. And I'm going to lead you through a prayer. And I just believe that if you say this prayer and mean it with your heart, the Bible says you're saved. And I want to encourage you to tell somebody about this decision. But just wherever you're at, just say, God, I ask you to forgive me of my sins. Come into my life. Change me in Jesus' name. It's simple as that. And I encourage you to find a good local church. If, if you can get to Fuel Church, get here. God is moving. God is doing some great things the lives and families of the people that come here, but find a good church where you can grow in God. Until next time, God bless you. Have a great week.